Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity, and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Kelly Road Show, and I am super pumped to have with me Stephanie Malik. She actually helps consulting firms at the highest level to really create efficiency, effectiveness. She has really helped organizations to understand how to navigate crises as they arrive. We're going to talk a little bit about that world and helped with facilitating mergers, acquisitions. She helps transform businesses at a very high level. And I'm just, I'm just so excited to open up the entire dialogue. I had the honor of going on Stephanie's show a little while ago, and we just had an incredible conversation about like the reality of what it takes to do what we do and, and the reality of business ownership in, in now 2022. So Stephanie, I'm excited to continue our conversation. I am too. Thanks so much, Kelly. Yeah. So first of all, let's talk about this whole idea of how you got into like crisis intervention. This reminds me of like a TV show. So I want to know like, how, how did you enter this world and what does your role look like when these crises erupt? How do you come in and fix it all? Yeah. So, so I wish I could give you a, a methodology or a roadmap, but none of them have been kind of the same, the same, the same way. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure not. So, um, so I, I think I told you, I started a consulting firm in 2002 in the worst possible economic downturn. I left corporate, had an idea and thought I can do it better. How much crisis, I'm sorry, how much consulting experience did I have? Exactly none. Um, but it was really about service, you know, like it was, it was honestly about aligning people and getting, getting kind of getting who they were like to align. Um, so I started the firm in 2002 Tom Siebel was my very first client who later sold to Oracle for billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, and from there we built like over $2 million in a quarter and yeah. started, started the consulting firm. I did it for 16 years, 22 global locations, up to 670 employees. We really, really grew it. And we, I never envisioned being the biggest. I only wanted to be the best. I wanted everybody to go, wow, service was her number one play. Yeah. I got tired. I got burned out four kids later, you know, 40 countries later, just tired. And the one thing that I kept continuously noticing Kelly was technology is going to forever change. People were looking for the low price leader. They were caring less and less about service and more and more about, um, about cost. And we didn't have an Indian division. We didn't have a South America division. We were not that kind of firm. We were not the portal firm. We were the relationship firm. The one thing that I consistently noticed was the executives, the le the leaders, they hadn't really grown since I had been there. They were kind of same messaging, the same kind of stuff over and over again. And it was painful to watch. Yeah. And so I grabbed somebody, I grabbed a woman, a female executive, who beautiful soul, just amazing, 50 years old, who was like, I'm literally going to kill me some millennials. Like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just said, you know, you keep trying to motivate them in the same way. They don't motivate like us. They don't care about the promotion. They don't care about the money. They care yeah. about freedom. They care about, you know, these type of things. Yeah. 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 Made some tweaks there and like literally her entire team turned around. Yeah. 
in the middle of leaving my consulting firm and starting my human behavior consulting firm, I uncovered a massive scandal. And um, when I took it to the board and the VCs, they said, awesome, fix it. And I was like, I, uh, (laughs) and they said, Steph, there's nobody more connected than you are. Go fix this. And it, I did, I did 126 days later, the company was whole, that everything had been handled, the consequence had been handled and it was handled privately in complete honor and respect and discerning towards the company. And it saved both the person who had committed this and the company, a ton of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, from then I went from there, I'm sorry. I went in and he was like, we're in business. And I was like, what do you mean we're in business? Like who does this? Right. And he said, you do this because of your connections and because of how well you understand the law and how well you understand asset and recovery and how well you understand business. Yeah. This is a real need. Now it took me for, I mean, Kelly, honestly, I was like, it's not a need. Are you kidding me? And, and then headline and headline and headline and headline. I was like, okay, okay. I guess it's a need. Wow. So we added it as a line of business. That's amazing. I have to go back for a second. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's such an interesting world, an odd world, an odd life experience that we're going through right now where we've lost all like moral and ethical, you know, anything. Apparently. For sure. So we're working through that as, as leaders trying to do the right thing. I love so much what you said about how I want to go back for a second before we go. Yeah, further. of course. What you were talking about, about growing your consulting firm, you know, around the globe millions and millions of dollars with this focus and priority on service. And I, I believe it's the, the longest standing, most important, never ending differentiator that is so underutilized, so under focused on everyone's chasing the bright, shiny, no one's chasing the lifetime value. That's exactly right. right. So talk to me a little bit about some of the biggest things that you learned about creating continuity in service delivery across locations, across countries, because I think there's something really important for everyone to learn from, from that experience that you had. What did you do? How did you create that continuity? How did you, how did you infuse that in the culture Mm -hmm. so that that was everyone's priority and focus? And how did you deliver upon that? Because I I think that could be like the, the winning play of all plays, especially in a time like this, where no one seems to be caring about that. No one's focused on that. And if you could be the one company in your space that does, amen and hallelujah, you're going to grab the pile of cash and run, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So first of all, I think that that, you know, I haven't been doing podcasting very long at all, um, but I have probably been on, I don't know, 80 shows. And I would say that is the single best question I've ever been asked. Like truly, truly, because it matters. Like it's important and significant. Okay. It's so I do things a little differently. I'm, I'm, I'm a giant nerd. Um, I really want to make everybody feel special and comfortable. And if I can't do that, I don't take the job. And I say that I'm very transparent now. I'm old. I say things like I, I'm not, I don't, I, I, am not the right person for you. I will, I will either destroy you by, by giving you too many things to do, or you're not ready yet. Let me refer you. Um, because my reputation is everything, Kelly, you know, this, this is where we highly aligned. It's like, I'm going to say no a lot. So here's, here's what I did. I be, I'm a constant and curious student, constant, curious student. 
the first thing that I aligned with and I understood really well, which caused me severe and great pain because it caused just a lot of um, exposure points, Americans don't care about service Mm -hmm. opposed to Dubai or Asian countries or um, uh, European countries. They're a little bit more relaxed, but I would say that the U.S. falls really, really low as far as what their service parameters are. So I was like, why? Why is this? And the reason why is because we have so much competition. So if you don't like Burger King, you go to Carl's Jr.'s. If you don't go to Carl's Jr.'s, you go to McDonald's. If you don't go to, but other countries don't necessarily have those, those, those um, competitors. So they look for the absolute best and most solid things. So here's what I did. I essentially said, where do I want to grow my business and who do I want to grow my business with? One question, it's, it's kind of a dumb and and, and, and cliche. And I, I kind of rolled my eyes when somebody much further ahead of me told me they don't care what, you know, until they understand how much you care. Yeah. So yeah. you don't go in and you don't sell. And I, and I mean that from the, from the Nike days, from the Phil Knight days, like, what am I going to do? Walk in with the jacket and go, which one do you want? Which, which one of these do you want? I don't know where they are. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they've tried. I don't know where they are in their business. I don't know so I, there's so many things that need to happen before I go in and even believe in my heart that I'm the one for them, that my consulting yeah. firm or my behavior. No firm- enough to ever possibly even consider being able to position yourself as understanding their needs and being able to serve them. Right? Exactly. Like how, how can I, how can I even like, yeah. so, so a lot of times, and, and I'm going to be, again, I'm going to be really transparent. A lot of times this caused frustration. Like a lot of times the executives were pissed. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah. there and they're like, where, where's your, do you have a thumb drive? Like, where's your presentation? And I, and I, I got, I got, I got very comfortable and just sitting back and going, yeah, you know, sorry, it's not that kind of, I don't know that I'm big enough or small enough or there's so many things I don't know. Yeah. Um, once I got to there, Kelly, once I really got comfortable with who I am and how I wanted my services to grow, I asked really hard questions. Um, I delve into their business and as you all know, and as we've talked about, a lot of times they don't even understand their own business. Yeah. What yeah. is their outcome? Yeah, what is sure. their what is their exit strategy? Do you want to like what do they want? And they're just like, we want to grow. Okay, what does grow yeah. mean to you? What's right. your measurement of success? Um, and that was really so I would leave and they were like blank face, confused, and That's they're like, What spinning. yeah? <laughs> and I would and I would leave, and that's exactly that's the best thing to say. Spinning. I would leave. And I would say to them, you're going to hear from me at this time, but just so you know, I need these things before I'm able to, and, and I'll organize your thoughts. Don't worry about making it beautiful. Don't worry about any of this. I'm going to organize your thoughts, but you're not ready. You're, you're so not ready. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's so interesting. It's interesting also because, so I, I coach in the online space right now. We all live in this like internet bubble, right? Which I think very much needs to completely burst and we need to get back to real business. And that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. When I started my business, I started off actually working with bigger companies. I had come out of Fortune 500. I started consulting on growth strategy in bigger companies. And what was fascinating to me, and it sounds like you had the exact same experience was these things that you think would only reside with a small business, a new business owner, not understanding these defining things that are absolutely essential to know and understand and and be decisive about in order to achieve your goals. You would think that would only be present in a new business that doesn't know because they don't know, 
but we're talking about major corporations where you go in and you're like, in my instance, it would be like, you know, tell me about your sales system. Tell me about your lead generation. Like walk me through what your go-to-market is. No. <laughs> you same, know? same, completely the same. And so, so same, same with, same with the sales strategy, same with the talent strategy. And then I'd like to add on to what you just said, Kelly, here's another thing that was really mind boggling that I was like, is it me? Is it how I'm delivering the message? Is it my messaging? But not only were they completely blank, but they were also unwilling to hear your solution. They couldn't even pro they were like, wait, what do you mean by, uh-huh. Um, and then, and then you'd walk them through kindly and gently and go, well, when you do this, this is what happened. And they're like, I'm like, that's what happened. Like I'm looking at the report. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. And, and I want to highlight and emphasize this because you had this experience in one area of the business and I had this experience as well. But I think a lot of business owners that have really high caliber, like knowledge and expertise, don't think that they can work with larger companies because they're newer in their time of being a business owner. And I'm always trying to explain to people like, no, you don't understand. Like they have it less together than even the new businesses that you're going to work with, that you're helping to get it together. Like none of it. It's amazing. And I think people are always downplaying their capability of, you know, going in and, and delivering at a high level for companies, yeah. for organizations, because they, they think they're not ready. They're not big enough. They don't know enough. And it's like, no, they need you. Right. They right. Absolutely need you. Right? They, I don't think the larger corporations. So to your point, two things, first of all, I have, I have four kids and the, the two of the oldest ones have graduated from college. And one of them is a junior. And I will tell you as they, as they exit, and I'm not sure if you know this or not, but as they exit, they go through all these interview processes. They're like, how will you interview? How will you show up? Do a mock interview. They do these things. Yeah. Their entrepreneurial program is so outdated. It is, it is, it's, and so then you're like, you're going to go interview for Deloitte or you're going to go interview for American Express or PwC or any of these large companies, but they're not getting turned away. You know why? Because they're so outdated and antiquated. So it's, it's crazy. It's like, how do we get, like you said, how do we burst this bubble and go, I mean, I, I was talking to a client who'd actually just recently graduated one of my programs and she's like, I could never ever go work like, like contract for Google or Peloton. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Tell me why love to hear this. And every single thing was completely not correct. The way she was viewing herself against these companies they need these small bursts yeah, of talent infused true. in them. Um, no, it's so true. And, and actually, they're so out of date that now they're actually looking for entrepreneurs to bring in to help them like come up to speed. Like they're such dinosaurs. Yes, yes. That they actually are hiring companies to teach and infuse entrepreneurial thinking into their workforce because a lot of these companies, I mean, they're just not, they're not with it. But I'm so happy we're having this conversation because- I think entrepreneurs need to think so much bigger about what their capabilities are. They need to recognize that they they need to think beyond the internet bubble, beyond what's right in front of you, beyond this little world of online marketing that you live in, and really say, like, what is the change that you want to create in the world? Who are the people you want to serve? What is the difference that you want to make? Your skill set is unbelievably valuable to companies big or small right? It doesn't matter. It really is what is in your heart and what, what is the change that you want to create. But I think a lot of, a lot of 
small business owners don't even consider the possibility because like you said, it's like, they just don't, they can't, their understanding of where these companies are in their evolution versus where they actually are is like, they don't correlate, right? They, it Not only do they not correlate, they don't even understand how to be themselves in those companies. So then they start becoming robotic and then they lose, they yeah. lose um, an audience because they're yeah. trying to fit in to something that didn't, it, it doesn't work. It's like they, they're, they're failing inside miserably. Mm-hmm. When I was telling you about the, the client that I had, I'm like, everything, every objection you just gave me, none of those are real. And you haven't even talked about the real things. So the real things are, you know, doing business with Google, you need $2 million of service insurance per incident per occurrence. And if you're a brand new business or you're not an S corp, or you haven't had a track record of a great PL, that's the issue. How do we get you that insurance to get into the, it's more like tactical opposed to strategic. And honestly, Kelly, you just see them shut down. They're like, Oh, I could yeah. never. And I'm like, wait, why? Yeah. Why couldn't you? Yeah. So, I love that you're having that conversation with you. I love that we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to go back to the service thing because I, I thought that was so unbelievably poignant. And I think that there's like this crisis, this identity crisis online. Everybody's like, how do I stand out? Like, how do I get recognized? And I'm like, do the right thing for the right reason. And people are going to start to see it. And like, you're going to stand out if you actually get people results and you deliver on your promise. And I just love that you were so focused on it. Okay, so you got burnout. You were like, I'm kind of done with this. You know, I'm ready to do something new. Let's kind of talk about the next leg of the journey. So I got burned out. Tech is always going to be there. It's, it's you know, there's always going to be a low price leader. It really depends on what you want. You know, do you want Apple? Do you want Best Buy? That's what I always say. You know, where are you as far as un, un, unwrapping this beautiful package and what yeah. do you find inside? Um, so I started a behavioral services company and I wanted to really work with incredibly stuck people. I didn't care if it was executives. I didn't care if it was entrepreneurs, but, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not for everybody. I'm not over. I'm not, I'm not easy. Nobody goes, Oh my God, Stephanie's so sweet. Nobody says that. Um, and so I don't think people say that about me either. Yeah. I don't know what they say, but I don't, I don't think it's that. I, I don't know. It's, it, I, I, I know, I know. And it's not (laughs) like, I know. So, I mean, I just was really, I was overly upset and frustrated with the laptop lifestyle, the hangout in Bali, um, you know, like people, like these 24 year old kids or even, I mean, worse, older ones that were taking these pictures with the Eiffel tower Lamborghinis or Christian Libertine. Like don't even say it out loud. I just, I can't. Well, no, it's just not with 40 and 50 year olds. That was my next thing. I, mean, my- I, I got so pissed off. Where is it? Oh, I got so pissed off. I wrote a book about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real, it's a real, like I was ending strategy calls in like 10 minutes. Like I was like, literally they were like, mm-hmm. you, you were scheduled for an hour. I was like, I would not waste one more second. Yeah. It's not sustainable. I'm the, yeah. I am the most unbelievable 10 year overnight success. It's mm-hmm. not overnight. It's not real. I pivoted my business four times. And you know, it's funny, Kelly, that you say this about, about, because I think we had a really honest conversation. Yeah. When I started, I had, I left my previous company with no salary and I went into Sharkville. I was like, I don't need a brand because my $1.8 billion that I've written in unbelievable venture capital deals, sales deals, huge, massive go-to-market deals, strategies, those are going to matter. Yeah. They didn't matter. They, nobody cared. They cared about what they cared about me in a bathing suit in a pool 
in an amazing hotel. And I'm like, oh, that's never, I have, like, that's never going to happen. No. And so I didn't fit and I scream from the rooftops in every single thing that you'll ever see from me. I blew through $220,000 in marketing the best Facebook ad guru and the copywriting guru and the LinkedIn ad generator campaign thing. I thought <laughs> funnels were for carnivals. I didn't know they were for anything. Like I was, I, when do you get to the business? When do you mm-hmm. get to the real mm-hmm. impact? When do you get crazy. there? Mm-hmm. And then how do you stand out with all of, I couldn't compete with a Lamborghini and a yacht. That, yeah. That's, yeah. I, and, and nor, did I ever want to, like, I didn't want to, I never had that desire. So it was tough when I came over and I was like, this is how I want to do it. This is what I want. I want impact. I want inspiration. I want real people. I want no BS, no excuses. You can do this. Whether you choose to do it is something completely different. And, and so that's what I did. I I moved into a human behavioral. We have three lines of business. Um, I do high impact performance coaching, very, very high impact. That's the 1% of the 1%. I take on three clients a year. That's all. Um, that is, you know, eight, nine figure. That is like the millions to the billions. Um, that's where a lot of my time is going. Um, and then we do, uh, business consulting. So global business consulting, which is basically what's your product, what's your service, emerging markets, technology, growth, talent, strategy, culture, all of those type of things. Um, and then we do, um, crisis, and yeah. crisis expertise, not crisis communication. We get the PR call five times a week. We yeah. don't communicate the crisis. We've had 39 crisis clients in four and a half years, and only one has ever made it to media. Yeah. These are huge athletes, yeah. private equity, business people, high wealth, high visibility. Um, it's nobody's business what you did. You're still going to have a consequence. We're just going to keep yeah. media and paparazzi yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. No, brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah. So what would be some of the things that you want to just share? You know, you've had an amazing journey. You're helping a lot of people at that extraordinarily high level of peak performance to achieve the next level, right? So we're talking 0.000, like the 00001%. So share some of the biggest things, like share some of the, the, the things that you see from your clients that are able to absorb what you're giving to them and get the result. So I think the first thing about everything, and this is usually what takes me the longest to get to, even the highest performers, even the most successful performance, the very first thing that I talk about is what's your measurement of success? Because sometimes it's not money. Sometimes it's, it's impact. Sometimes it's, and I, I don't judge anybody, whatever your measurement of success is, let's get there. Like that's completely what, what, however you want it to be. So the very, the very first thing we talk about is what's your measurement of success? How will you know that this investment that you've made with myself and my team, how will you go? Oh my gosh, it was worth double, triple, quadruple. Okay. Because we don't do marketing. Everything is word of mouth for us. Yeah. So what will that look like? And then these wildly successful multi-bazillionaires we have a lot of mindset work to do. Oh yeah. So what's next for them? We have we have women that are quote aging out. So they're like, how do we meet, remain relevant? And I'm like, what? You know, let's talk about that. Why would you not be relevant? Mm-hmm. Um, so we go. We cover. We cover mindset. We cover what is your method for success. Mm-hmm. So convey your conviction. How are you getting to your method of success? 
Yeah. And I would say this is this is actually really interesting because as we get older and as we evolve and as our clients get more savvy, as you all know, we have to change and keep our knowledge very fresh. The old right. tools, they work and they're proven and they're tried. But like you said, in this crazy internet bubble, people may not have the experience that we have to be tried online as well as in person. Yeah. How yeah, do we make right. your business sustainable and grow? Yeah. Um, and then we talk about support. So- I'll tell you one of the biggest things that we get all the time is, you know, this, again, this, this high wealth person or, the, or this leader or even a mid-level leader. Okay. So even like a million dollar company, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have the right support or they feel guilty because they have children and maybe their business is taken off. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. so they're, they're into this work-life balance thing. And I'm like, you are not with the right person because I do not believe in work-life balance. Work-life yeah. balance would mean every single thing in your life is equal weight at the yeah. exact same time. How about work-life harmony mm-hmm. where, you know, yeah. you, you might have a couple 15 hour days, but then Thursday you have off to, you know, chaperone okay. for your children. You know what I'm saying? Like, why okay. is it so fixed in your head that there's bad, like my work is done at five. That's just, yeah. I mean, I've done this 27 years and it, there was never a point where that happened. Yeah. Either you're crushing it and you're preparing for the next crush or you are struggling and you're preparing how to get out of it. But regardless, yeah. there's a pivot. That is it. Amen and hallelujah. It's so true. And I love what you said about mindset because I find that even with the highest level people that I work on, it's like as soon as you conquer the mindset hurdles needed to overcome the block that you're at, you then go to a new level that you've never been to before and new things come up. And it is constant work on yourself. Like I'm an avid reader. I read a book a week. And part of why I do that is I'm like trying to like, keep my brain exercising. Like I'm trying to make sure that like when I'm interacting with people, like my brain is like working and pumping and like staying fresh and challenging, you know, myself to like create those new pathways. And I I also think that is an important part. We talked about physical exercise. We also need mental exercise. Absolutely. Getting stuck in that same paradigm of like, you just gave an example, like work-life balance. Like the fact that even, even people think that that's even a thing anymore. Like there is no such thing. Like you, you're you're comparing to an inc- incomparable fairy tale that yes. will make you feel for the rest of your life that you're insufficient and that you're doing something wrong. And like, then on top of that, that's exactly <laughs> right. And then on top of that, and to, then you go into from there, then you go into imposter yeah. syndrome. Oh my yeah. God, how come Kelly can do it? And she's on yeah. the beach and she has a baby. Yeah. And what's wrong with me? And I yeah. we went to the same school and we had the same. And then you just you work yourself into this crazy frenzy that's all your limiting beliefs. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else except for where you are. So if we start with mindset and we really understand our mindset, we figure out what are those blocks? Because again, I go back to these ridiculous, you know, cliches. People come to me and they put their deposit down and they're like ready to work. They're like, oh, let's go. So they start talking. I'm like, hold on a second. Let's let's (laughs) take it. I have a lot of questions and they're like, oh, so you come into me and you're talking about the pain right? Your back is in utter pain and you want me to fix your back, but we're not talking about you sitting all day. We're just talking about your back. So are we willing to work on the root cause of where this pain is coming from? And so they come to me for one thing, Kelly, and we don't even work on that thing for three or four months because we're focused over here. You know, I mean, no, I love it. I mean, you're doing the real stuff, Stephanie. I mean, I, we have such a good connection Yes, because you're just a person that cares about the integrity of what you're doing and like you're doing the real work and there's such 
surface level BS on every level out there. It's just so refreshing to connect with people that are like doing it, like really doing it, committed to their craft, like obsessed with excellence, obsessed with impact. We just, we need, we need more Stephanie Malik's in this world, man. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, I felt the exact same way. I literally got off the the show with you and I just said, she just gets it. Like, I don't, I don't even have words. It just was so calming and so refreshing. It's like, it's not a bunch of smoke. It's not a bunch of BS words that you can't really tie to any merit. It's actually just, and, and I felt like it was so genuine with you. Like we were talking and it's like, how many times do you say I blew it? Like how many times do you go, Oh wow, that didn't work. Let me, let's pivot over here. People don't do that. They just go, this is our methodology. This is our roadmaps. Point A to point. It's not real. You, this is not, we're not baking school. This is not cookie cutters. Exactly. No, it's, it's so true. It's so true. So here's the thing. So as we're kind of wrapping up on our time here, um, there's a lot of craziness going on. There's a lot we could talk about. I'm not going to go into the world and 2022 and all of that. But my question for you is what is the thing that you are most excited about from a opportunity and growth standpoint and by opportunity and growth that could be life that could be family that could be business that could be career personal what are you most excited about about what you see happening in the world right now today i'm going to keep it on the i'm going to keep it on the up for the end of our show today okay so i would say outside of collaborating with you in 2022 <laughs> that's my number one i'm like mm. um i would say I am starting to notice a difference with people pushing back and that makes me happy. So I'm starting to notice a difference and I'm not going to name all the coaches we've talked about them before, but people going, Oh, walk me through how that actually works. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to notice a more savvy entrepreneur. I'm starting to notice people asking better questions. My entire business is based on what type of questions are you asking? Because the better questions, the better answers, and the better purpose and result. And so I'm really starting to focus on what kind of questions can you answer, aligning with the right people, really, truly the right people. Not not the people with the 42 billion likes or the 5 million followers. That's not for me the right people. The people yeah. with the right mindset that care deeply about impact, yeah. they care deeply about inspiring others, and they care deeply about telling somebody that's not how you're wanting to grow. I know I've been there. I've failed, yes. and they're transparent. Yeah. No, I agree. It, it, it is refreshing to see discernment happening, and I, I think there is going to be a shift, and I've been hoping and wishing and waiting for that. And I, and I do think it's coming. And I think even if you are looking for it, you can find it, you know, you can find it. And I think all of us need to be empowered also to know that we can build our businesses mm-hmm. the way that we want to. I mean, you share your story about, you're like, I'm just not going to do that stuff. That's been my story from day one. I've been like, I'm just not going to do that stuff. Like, it's just, that's not to me, the f- I could grow faster. Right. Way, and never going to happen. And I, I just want to empower more entrepreneurs to know that they can say that and they can do this thing their own way. And they don't need to be like a puppet, you know, that someone else is pulling the strings on. I mean, Kelly, I think that is the, that's such an important thing for your listeners. You know, if LinkedIn went away tomorrow, would you have a business? If Facebook went away tomorrow, would you have a business? If whatever, Twitter went away, would you have a business? Like all of your eggs are in, I have 5 billion followers here. I have, you know, the, it, it's not real because those yeah. things could go away at any point. 
How are you diversifying you? How are you making your experience invaluable? Like where people are like, oh my gosh, Kelly may not know right now, but Kelly's relationships will get me there. You know what I'm saying? Faster than me. That's that's the most important thing is just impact. That's it. Love it. Love it. Well, you run an amazing show, Spin It, with Stephanie Malik. You guys can see it behind her head there. Definitely a show that you want to check out. It's like real talk, real deal, you know, amazing stuff. What else do you have going on? Is there anything else you want to like invite our listeners to check out or take a look at that you have? Yeah, on? absolutely. So they can go to the website. So stephaniemalik.com. My name is spelled with a Y. I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes. Um, yeah. And and we have we are launching three new programs um, beginning of March. So what we've done is we've taken our seven programs and we've kind of made them three um, with an application process of really serious, serious people that want to get to the next level. Love it. Awesome. Okay, you guys, check it out. Stephanie, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was refreshing and fun to talk to you as always. And I'm sure you'll be back on the show again. We'll talk soon. That sounds awesome. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week. We'll see you next time.